the volume. The Sessions is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. They're America's number one sportsbook for a reason, y'all. It's so easy to use. It's safe and secure. That's one of the main things for me. I don't want any BS. I love that there's no BS with FanDuel. Plus, you get your winnings fast. Now winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. Plus, it's super fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. It's awesome. So if you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with the promo code Renee, that's R-E-N-E-E, so that they know that I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org/chat for Connecticut 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com/rg for Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania and Virginia 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY for New York Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Hey guys, welcome to the best of the sessions. What we have done is we've combined the best of Tuesday's episode and Thursday's episode, mashed them together to give you a beautiful little audio gift for your ear holes. We have some awesome, awesome guests on the show. Cannot thank people enough for taking the time to, to come hang out with me. Give me a little bit of their time. We give you a little bit of that. We all get to hang out and enjoy it, learn a little bit about each other. Um, so it's really cool to mash these all together and you guys can get those little abbreviated highlights of both of the interviews throughout the week. Also, of course, if you want to listen to the full lengths, you can do that. They all exist. Uh, just make sure to check out all things from the Volume Podcast Network. Like, subscribe, turn on those notifications, all that good stuff. But let's get into it. Here's the best of the sessions. <laughs> I am joined right now by perhaps the best Twitter follow in all of professional wrestling. Is this like your thing? Do you feel the claim to being the best person on Twitter? I'm starting to. It's kind of weird. Like, I guess, like, <laughs> you know, before all this is like, you know, professional wrestler and Twitter person. I was like a Twitter personality who happens to wrestle. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's Nyla Rose. I just got into the Twitter <laughs> right off the bat. Um, when you said Twitter, they probably knew exactly, knew. apparently. You're like a Twitter influencer. <laughs> Is there like pressure to like always have the quippy tweet? It's a weird thing. Like at this point, yeah, there's kind of a pressure. Like I'll go to tweets and I was like, oh, is that too stupid? Like whereas before I literally was just any dumb thing that popped in my head. Yeah. And now I'm like second guessing myself. It's the worst. I remember I was watching um, the Lady Gaga documentary and she was um, with um, Florence Welsh. Is that right? Um, from Florence the Machine. And she was like, I don't know how you just post on your Instagram, there's all of these people on there. Like, how do you just frivolously put something out there? And yeah, I feel like once you have like a certain amount of following, you're like, oh my God, people are actually like listening and paying attention to this. That you're like, do I post this? I don't know. 100%. That's exactly what it's like. It's like, oh, they're 
actually paying attention now. So <laughs> maybe this will go to drafts. Oh my God. <gasps> Can we just dedicate this entire podcast to your drafts on we your Twitter? probably could. Oh my God. There's probably some really great stuff on there. Um, okay. So then you like also have to mesh in like your Instagram in these like sexy photos, <laughs> putting those out there. Like what goes into the sexy photo shoot, putting it out there? Because I'm like, Anytime I take a picture that I'm like, is this kind of a little bit sexy? I kind of freak. I'm like, people don't want that from me. I feel like I always get in my own head about that. And that's definitely some of your own head stuff. Because okay. like, because you're you're gorgeous. People definitely want that from you. Well, I, you. I promise you people want that from you. But I totally get that feeling because I have the same thing. I'm like, oh, like everyone they- thinks I'm like their sister. So they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, nobody wants to see that from me. But then I'm like, I think they like do. five people probably want to see that from me. But at the end of the day, I do it for me. Yeah. It's kind of like, all right, I thought this was cool. I'll put it out there. Do with it what you will. Yeah. Like people are always going to talk trash. So I'm going to give them something good to talk trash about. People sure love to talk a little trash. I didn't think that we were going to get into this so early on in the interview, but here we are talking about a little trash. Let's just address the ringside news bullshit that happened recently. What is like your reaction to somebody, I guess like somebody having that opinion and so blatantly putting it out there and being so ignorant. How was your reaction to, to that? I laugh because at this stage in the game, it's all recycled jokes. It's nothing right. I haven't heard before. You know, sometimes it stings a little. Sometimes things seep through the cracks. It can be a little challenging. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, these are some very uncreative people. Hey, anybody out there listening, let me help you out. A good joke would be the fact that I just recently wrote an issue of X-Men. So who better than to write the X-Men than an X-Man? See, there you go. You want some original (laughs) material? Why do I have to help you hate me? You guys are so unoriginal, so not funny. And guess what? Now you can't use that one because I took the power away. (laughs) Give that writer's credit, suckers. It felt like there was like some world star, like a good hood fight going on and you're sitting there watching it. And then you just caught like a wild punch to the face (laughs) because he's going in on TK for whatever reason. And he's like tweeting at him, just like these angry, hateful teats at Tony. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. And Nyla. And I'm like, what did I do? I just got here. (laughs) I just showed up to this party. Everybody leave me alone. So it was, it was pretty awkward. So crazy um, to that. And then, you know, there was the incident with the fan, with the sign in the crowd, which it's great that security kicked that person out right away. What's like the fallout for something like that? And like, what what was like that day like for you having something like that? That was a little weird because it's like, you definitely want the fans to come and express themselves and have a good time. And at its core, wrestling is the two people in the ring, but it takes so much more than that to create a match, to create a show, right? Because yeah. if the audience, the audience is, is absolutely important. They're integral. They're, they're the fourth person, if you will, Because without them, it's just practice. Mm -hmm. It's just training. So you definitely want them to have a voice. But like I always say, hate me for the right reasons. What's like the reaction from like everybody else in the back? Like once you got to the back after having dealt with that? And I mean, I know everybody came to your defense. Of course, everyone's like, fuck that guy. So yes, uh, a lot of people, super amazing, incredible family support vibe backstage. Everybody top to bottom. I don't, I don't know but if, if he wants this out there, but um, let's say a, a founding member of the House of Black 
was very, very supportive in the most gangsta way possible. <laughs> and I did not see that coming. Like, I totally saw that coming from his personality. Like, if you really know him. Uh-huh. But like the way he did it, he was like, he was stretching, getting ready for his match. And I had just come back from mine. And he like walks up to me like real intense. Like, he's like, hey, what was that sign out there? And I was like, oh, this way he goes, fuck that guy. And like, he's like going hard. I'm like, okay, blacks are ride or die. Like, okay. <laughs> If if I Respect. need if I need somebody on the squad, I know who to hit up. <laughs> All right. So God bless him. Now that, that that made me immediately switch the vibe for me and just lifted me so yeah. high. Oh, thank God. Okay, enough spending time on douchebags that don't even deserve our time of right. talking about it. But I, I do think it's important to talk about three percussions of things like that and, and how it's affecting you. Absolutely. But now Absolutely. we get to move past that. Let's just talk about you and wrestling. Where does your love of wrestling come from? I got bit by the wrestling bug young. My grandmother used to watch it and just little old ladies from that era. Love it. They were all little Freddie Blassies at the show with their canes, (laughs) like ready to like knock people out. And she loved wrestling. She used to tell me all the stories when she would go down to the armory and watch the show. Yeah. So that was her thing. That was her jam. So we would watch hours and hours of wrestling. Like any, anything that was on, she would be watching it. Her and I, that was a way that we bonded. Mm-hmm. So she is really who indoctrinated me into the world. So yeah. I grew up as a fan and I just always loved it. There was a lull, you know, you kind of fall out of it for sure. a little bit, but picked right back up at some point, like middle school. Mm-hmm. This was the slippery slope. So we had a teacher advisory class. I walk in, I'm wearing an Undertaker shirt. I had just moved from Washington, D.C., new in Virginia, new at this school. Me, awkward, awkward teenager at this point, not knowing where I fit in, still, you know, behind the scenes struggling with stuff with myself going Mm -hmm. on, not knowing where I fit in. I walk into this TA class, which essentially was like a free period. That's why I mentioned that. Let's bring that up. But it's like a free period. Kind of do whatever you want. There's a kid in like tucked in the corner wearing a Shawn Michaels shirt, reading old WWF magazine. And I'm like, (laughs) my people. It was a it was a really awkward meet cute because like it wasn't like romance or anything but like I walk in he looks up sees my shirt I see his shirt we're like waves me over we just talk wrestling forever <laughs> and and that's really when it amped up and yeah we used to joke and say oh we're gonna be wrestlers when we grow up we're gonna be wrestlers when we grow up and that was how we were known in the school as the two wrestling goofs. Oh my gosh. I love that. It is funny. I mean, I feel like wrestling very much so is that you find your people that are into it, that understand it and respect it on the same level that you do. When did it actually become the reality that you were like, okay, not only do I admire this craft, I love watching wrestling, but I want to actually do it. I want to get in a wrestling ring and I'm going to start training and start taking this seriously. It was right there that day. Like I knew I wanted to do it. I just didn't know how to approach doing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, how do you figure out how to like, how do I do this? Like, it seems like it's such a crazy dream. 100%. Like I could not put a better button on that. But I remember we were watching something it was back then, back in the old days, kids, <laughs> we would exchange VHS tapes of wrestling. <laughs> and there was a commercial for uh, this school that's no longer around in Baltimore, not far from where we were living at the time. And it was like, wait, there are wrestling schools. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And again, because I'm so old, the internet wasn't even a thing at this point. <laughs> kind so, of thank God, but also makes things <laughs> yes. a lot more difficult. Right. So it wasn't like we could just jump on Google because that was definitely not a thing. There was like web crawler. <laughs> um, but eventually, eventually we were, we were able to like dig up some research and that's how we learned about independent wrestling and everything and 
you kind of like, oh, this might actually be possible. Like we might actually be able to be wrestlers because you always read biographies or heard stories. And back then it was like, I live not too far from this old legend and I used to deliver newspapers and he took me under his wing and we would train (laughs) in a hot barn on old mattresses. And that's how I got bed bugs. (laughs) It was all these wild stories. Uh, But yeah, so we we found out there were wrestling schools and we kind of put that away. We finished school. We went to college, got some college under our belt. Mm -hmm. By this point, the internet was a little bit more established. We were getting somewhere. We were getting somewhere. Dial up. (laughs) We found Kaida Pro Wrestling in Manassas, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And um, we went and checked it out. And we, that was that. We we signed up pretty much on the spot. Okay, so what did you go to college for? So to be going to college, you spend your time there and then you're like, cool, cool, cool. I have my credentials that I now need, but now I'm ready to pivot to go back to the thing that I really want to do, which is professional wrestling. So I probably shouldn't say this because I'm supposed to be like encouraging, but like college was absolutely not for me. Oh, I didn't even attempt. That's actually <laughs> not true. I tried to get into broadcasting school and they're like, no, ma'am, we're good. But still, no, I mean, it's not for everybody. It's, it's for the not. The, yeah. the, the structure of uh, the education system, don't necessarily agree with it, mm. but you definitely need an education to so go out there and get one. That's my motivational speech for the day. I second that. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, like college just absolutely wasn't for me. I did, what did, what did I even do? What's, what's <laughs> the know. arts, the arts one? Like a, just a general yeah, arts like degree? Yeah, like a general arts degree. Because yeah. like, I, I love production and like, while waiting to learn what life had to do with wrestling and myself, I fell in love with performing just in general. So I was acting, I was doing all this stuff and I was like, okay, well, acting is a gamble. It's not guaranteed that I'll be in front of the camera. I should at least learn how to be behind the camera, learn how to run a studio, learn all this other stuff. And if nothing else, it's a foot in the door. And then, Mm -hmm. oh no, Nyla's in front of the camera again. You know, so that was- Sneaky was, way in. I was always I like working that. it. I was always working it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so I went to school for liberal arts. Liberal go. arts. Got it. I, okay. went to, I went to school for liberal arts. Got a little bit, a little bit of that under my belt. And then I went to trade school for massage therapy. Oh, okay. Because I kind of figured that's something I could do literally anywhere, anywhere in the world. Yep. I put those two together specifically to backdoor my way into performing either wrestling or acting. But I figured those are two skills that would be very niche and invaluable mm. anywhere in the world. Okay, what other kind of performing were you doing? So if you're at this liberal arts school, um, doing acting, doing all these other things, what what were some of those things that you were kind of dipping your toe into the water with? Community theater and then like some of the smaller professional theaters mm. in the D.C. area. Yeah. Uh, I was doing stage plays and then sending out thousands upon thousands of headshots. Isn't like I said, it so funny to think of that those days when you're like, no, I need to like print off. I need 75 of these black and whites. And I, maybe we should throw some colors in there as well. Like get those headshots out there. Oh my God. Hey. With the resume stapled on the back. Like I said, <laughs> always working it, right? So yeah. I got a job at a photo lab. Oh my God. Hey kids, genius. these were things you actually take film cameras to uh-huh. to develop the pictures. Um, I got a job at a photo lab for the hookup for eight by tens and headshots at Thank little God. little to no cost. So that that was my way of like being able to run those prints off yeah. and do that. So yeah, so uh, I was doing that, trying to get headshots out and just get myself out there. Okay, so you have all that experience under your belt still in the, the performing world, which obviously that's so massive when you're stepping back in the world of pro wrestling. But when you get back into like, hey, I want to start taking some months, time to get back into wrestling and to start to make a career out of this. What was 
kind of the first move after college? Going immediately into crippling debt. Like I said, we found Kaida Pro Wrestling School and I went up and I took a tour of the place and I instantly fell in love with it. Like, you know, when you watch cartoons and like the character gets the dream thing, you hear the angels like, ah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I walked in, I saw the ring and I was like, I love you. Yeah. And I, I heard the angels sing, the light shone. And I was like, do you accept credit cards? <laughs> and he's like, it up. yeah, he was like, absolutely. We can run a credit card. You actually get a discount on tuition. I was like, let's do it. Brilliant. Threw the plastic down, charged my tuition, and I was signed up and ready to rock and roll. So when AEW comes around, and now there's this opportunity with what turns out to be this massive, amazing wrestling company, what was that opportunity like for you to get that ball rolling and like meeting Tony and figuring out what AEW was going to be and what your role ultimately is going to be uh, within AEW? It was absolutely wild. I never in a million years thought anything like this would happen. Yeah. So during that period, I had kind of, I was, I was in a slump, you know, like grinding away on the indies, trying to make a name for yourself and reaching out to some of the bigger name promotions, either getting no sold, people Mm -hmm. just leaving you on read or like, we don't have anything. We don't have anything. We don't have anything. Yeah. And I'm like, you gotta have something. Like you're bringing in people who I know for a fact have only trained for three months. Like you gotta have something like, we're going to talk about hard, some hard stuff. I Elephant in the room. I don't know if this is a black thing, if this is a lady thing, if it's a trans thing, yeah. but it's definitely a thing sure. why you're not hiring me. And I would prefer a more direct, absolute answer instead of this runaround because now I have to like come back and bug you again in a few weeks. I'm not going anywhere. Just, you know. <laughs> Let's just do this. Give me some table scraps. Yeah. Something, give me a dark match. Something. Yeah. Let me prove my worth. How frustrating is that? Like trying, like have, like just to have to have those conversations And were people ever honest with you about what they were looking for or what the issue was? Some people may not like this out there, but like I respect them more when they're like, hey, we can't use you. Like totally respect your trans identity, but we don't know what to do with that. Like I can respect that direct answer. First of all, it's not filled with hate. You saying, hey, I respect you for what you're doing. I just don't know what to do with that. That's a very honest answer. You're looking me in my face. You're telling me that I can respect that. But when you're like, giving me the runaround, kind of shaking me off. Yeah. That messes with your mind. Because then now I'm like, how is it I'm good enough to get the attention of a genuine wrestling legend from around the world? Mm -hmm. Someone in Japan sees something in me that they're willing to bring me to Japan. They introduce me to their other friends who are legends, Mako Saitomura, who instantly throws me on her shows. Yeah. So how is it they see something in me, but for some reason you don't, something's not adding up. So things like that mess with your mind and you just have such a low self-worth at that Mm -hmm. point. So kind of to circle back, by this point, I had relegated myself. Maybe I'll step away from wrestling for a little bit and focus more on the acting. I'm going to do my last shot, send out. I I had formulated a whole uh, plan of attack of what I was going to do while I was on my last tour in Japan. And I was like, I'm going to send out resumes, you know, eight by tens, promos, some matches. I'm going to send all this stuff out to these promotions. Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens. I get back to the States and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to do this. You know, if this doesn't happen, I'll step away for a little bit, reinvent myself. Maybe I'll shake up the character. Like, I don't know, but something's got to give. And before I did any of that, I get a DM from Kenny Omega. Oh my gosh. Who I instantly thought was a lie. 
Yeah, right, right. <laughs> You're like, is this a hacked account? What's happening here? Oh, 100%. So like, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a lie. And I'm like, yeah, right. What a <laughs> kitty oh my ass, whatever. And I go and I look and I'm like, oh, sorry, sir. Yes, um, we can, I would love to discuss some things with you. And like, so we exchange and we discuss, but it was, it was such a uh, blessing from the universe at that point because I was so down on myself and the universe was like, all right, you know, let's give her, let's give her a bone. Let's yeah. give her something. So to be the first openly trans wrestler signed to such a big promotion, do you feel just the change that's happening or what change can still happen? I mean, whether it's in the LGBTQ plus storylines that are happening uh, in, in professional wrestling, how do you think that that should sort of change and evolve? Naturally. I think it should. I don't think anything should ever be forced mm-hmm. uh, because then it's just, it seems fake and forced. Like people can see that. There definitely is a change and a shift happening. And it gets frustrating even for us, you know, for anyone out there, because we've kind of conditioned ourselves in this microwave society for instant gratification. So the second you put something out there on Instagram or Twitter, you get a like, you know, especially with the, with the high speed internet and anything, you, you want to look up some information, you get results right away. Yeah. So we're kind of conditioned for, Input, output instantly. Yeah. So things are happening. Things are changing. They may not change and shift quite as much as we hope because Mm -hmm. some of these other systems are deep rooted in the culture of things. But you take a look now compared to literally three years ago, only three years ago. And there's so many more people who are feeling comfortable and being out and being open and being themselves. Compare that to five years before that. Yeah. Compare that to 10 years before that. There is a shift happening. There is a change happening. Yeah. People's minds and hearts are becoming more and more open and accepting. It's happening, folks. We're doing the work. We're putting ourselves out there. And it all begins with us. Be the change you want to see in the world. You live authentically. Now there's that rep- representation. Because I didn't have anybody like me growing yeah. up. So now I have to be who I didn't have growing up so that somebody does have that. Who are your wrestlers that you loved? Jericho, Undertaker, Rey Mysterio, Lita, Trish, Jazz, Jacqueline, China. Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there, there were just so many wonderful characters growing up that I saw that I just, something about them, I gravitated towards. It's funny talking to just about like how that change does take time. I just saw like a stupid headline where like I was talking about the women's tag titles in WWE and I was like, yeah, they just like, they never really took on the importance that I think everyone wanted them to, to begin with. And people thought I was like talking shit, but it's like, no, I'm not. But like women's wrestling has come such a long way. And like, when I think of like the eight years as with WWE from when I started to when I left, it's like, what a difference that has happened in that. So like, of course, yeah. I mean, we're working towards making the tag titles feel important and to have these other divisions and whether it's having tag titles or you're having intergender wrestling, like there's all these things in their space for them, but it's not going to be that instant. Here we go. It is as important as the intercontinental right. title. It is as important as the AEW world championship. So, I mean, yeah, those things do take time Absolutely. and it's not, yeah, you can't like kick it when it's down to be like, Oh, it's not, it's not the thing that we want it to be. It's like, it's got to get there. As much as we would love to just like introduce anything, you yeah. know, whatever it is, introduce it. And it just instantly be where we want it. That that would be ideal. Like I wish we of could course. do that. I wish we could do that, but that's just not the way anything works. Why do you think that fans are so attached to the women's roster in AEW? Fans really are gravitating towards uh, the women there. You guys have really been building up a lot of 
great talent and stars are being built within that company. But what's what's your take on that? Um, because I'm a part of it. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Duh. <laughs> I, I think, I think, and this is just my own theory. I think a big part of that is kind of why so many people love AEW in general. We just, we feel more authentic, more, more grounded because a lot of us came from the Indies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us were touring the country and you saw us on the smaller stages and you feel a little bit more invested. You feel like this is, you know, a cousin or a sister or, you know. You've seen them grow. Yeah, you've, you've been there you've from like the get-go. Grow literally you get from to meet the them get-go. and buy their merch when they're selling them at the counters, like all those Exactly. And you've had these one-on-one encounters with them at the, at the Indies and, and now they're elevated. So you, you feel like a part of you is yeah. up there with them. Yeah. And, and that's, that's just my personal take. But I think that's a big part to do with why people feel so invested in Yeah. This. So some more character stuff for you. It was an active decision for you. I believe this is based off of the research that I did prior to sitting down here. But your decision to keep your gender identity out of your wrestling character. What went into that? And like, what were your thoughts on putting together your character? As my elbow falls off the <laughs> table and I almost fall over. <laughs> uh, the answer is very simple. And I wish it was a little bit more in depth for you. But I don't win matches with my gender. It's not important. I also feel like on a, on a theatrical level, it's not entertaining. You know, it, it's important as a, as, a, as a fact of who I am. But like what I do in the ring and the reason that I'm performing, the reason that I'm out there wrestling, it has no bearing on that whatsoever. So yeah. why make it a part of the character? It's yeah. part of who I am, but not what I do. No, it's, I think that's like, it's so important. And there's, there's so many things that you have to think about too and like putting your character together and what parts of you are the ones that are going to shine within the ring and what makes sense from like that performance standpoint right. of, of what really gets that moment to like shine in there. Um, your championship run, what would you have done different with your championship run? Anything that you would have changed with it? Sure, COVID. Oh my God. <laughs> How brutal was that, right? That was rough. I literally was stuck in DC and I yeah. love- I love my hometown to death, but I genuinely couldn't leave for like yeah. two months, like yeah. two and a half months, something crazy. So I think that was a big to do with the nail in the coffin of just not being able to really get off the ground and really get the momentum behind it. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. You know, second time's a charm, right? When, 100%. When I, when I get the belt back, we'll, we'll have a good run there. 100%. I'm working with Vicky. What is working with Vicky like? I personally adore Vicky Guerrero. I think she is one of the best heels in the entire business. Um, what has it been like for you working with her? And what kind of things have you learned? Wild. It's been absolutely <laughs> wild. She has such a wonderful mind for everything. Just her ideas, the things she brings to the table. She'll point out something so small. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't think about it that way. And then we can kind of flip things on its head and and... We got some things out there that mm. we just have a blast. And I think that's a big part of it is having fun with it. You know, if, they, if the audience sees us having fun, then they're going to have fun too. Certainly. Because it's no. genuine. 100%. Who else do you want to see in the women's division in AEW? Who is your forbidden door? Bring them in. Let's get into a program with somebody. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, there's There's quite a few people out there and and they've kind of scratched at it. We've, we've been able to get a couple of, of people that I think would make excellent additions coming through on uh, AW Dark mm-hmm. and getting, getting a shot to shine. And a few of them have been back here and there. Uh, but forbidden- Are there some like names that we're like really focused uh, on here? Trisha Dora, yeah. Amber Rodriguez, I think 
Sahara 7, some really good people. But if we're talking forbidden door, people that we haven't seen We want seen that yet. forbidden door. We want door. that forbidden Who's door. Um, I would say one of my old uh, running buddies slash tag partners slash rivals, Takumi Aroha mm-hmm. from Marvelous in Japan. Her and I have had some pretty, pretty knockout, yeah. knockdown, drag out bangers in Japan. Yeah. Bring that to the States. Let's get a spotlight on some of that. How different is it working in Japan for you? Not too different. I love working in Japan because mm-hmm. it's so frequent, so constant. I, I definitely feel like I'm on a, a different game, like a, a stronger game there because you're wrestling all the time. Staying in the dojo, you've got a ring, you know, 20 feet from where you sleep. So (laughs) you're literally thinking about it all the time. Literally thinking about it all the time. There were times when I would just go lay in the ring just for that inspiration. Or if I found I couldn't sleep, I would walk over to the dojo and I'm trusted enough that I kind of like I knew where the key was. I was was trusted with privileged information. So I would go into the dojo and run the ropes or train and practice different things and just having that constant, constant wrestling, 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 wrestling. Yeah. I felt it just took me to a different level. Football fans, check out the Three and Out podcast with John Middlecoff, only on the Volume Podcast Network. John brings his unique perspective as an ex-NFL scout to the volume to break down all the news around the NFL and college football. Whether you're looking for game predictions, coaching searches, the ins and outs of the NFL front office, even an occasional golf tip. John has you covered. Download Three and Out with John Middlecoff only on the Volume Podcast Network. Tony Storm finally sitting here with me. I feel like we've been trying to get this in the books, trying to get on the same page. And I'm so glad that we waited until we're here in the same room. And now we can just like do this thing. This is way cooler than Zoom. It is so much better than Zoom. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad we waited. It's fancy. Um, This is what you deserve. Thank you. Matches your necklace. Oh, I know. I didn't even, can you believe it? I didn't even intend on this. I feel like it was kind of fate because like your necklace matches the signage and then Nyla Rose was also in here and her hair matches the colors. So it's, it's all just coming up. It's all written in the the sessions. It is. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm in Vegas. You're in Vegas. I'm in Vegas. And uh, I, you know, I mean, I didn't win my match last night. That was some bullshit, that was by some the way. Bullshit that went down, but um, mm. I'm all good. I'm I'm keeping it together. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Is Vegas treating you okay? So far, yeah. I I keep seeing the pool though. Like from my hotel room, I've got an aerial shot of the whole of the pool. Yeah. System. <laughs> the whole system. <laughs> the whole thing. And I'm like, haven't been able to get down there yet. And I'm like. Oh God, just let me go. It needs to happen. Yeah, hopefully, maybe today. Hopefully. (laughs) I'm thinking so. I think today might be your day. I think I've got a good feeling about it. It's time to go for it. Um, Okay, let's talk some wrestling. Talk to me about your debut with AEW. How was that day? That was a trip, wasn't it? Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have much notice going into that. It was kind of a last minute thing. I had no idea what the future had you know, for yeah. me. I didn't know if I was going to get a job. I don't know if I was going to, I had no idea what was next. And then I get a call last second after my 90 days was up. And I was like, I mean, okay. You know, <laughs> dust off your boots. I, I didn't even go. hesitate. I just went, yeah, okay, I'll be there. <laughs> See you soon. What was like, 
Like what a weird time though. I mean, I know those, those 90 days, um, I didn't, no, I didn't have, I had a, actually I had a 12 month non-compete. Um, a 12 but, month non-compete. Yeah, 12 months. Um, but that's neither here nor there. It's past. Who cares? Oh, Not yeah. a big deal. But in those 90 days for you, like, what does that feel like to not know what am I going to do? What does the future hold? I mean, just from like my perspective of you, from when I first met you coming and doing the May Young Classic and yeah. there's all this buzz, Tony Storm. <laughs> we all love Tony Storm. This chick is a rock star. She's such <laughs> a star. To you feeling like, I don't know what's next for me. That's yeah. crazy. That was a good time for me during the May Young and yeah. like, you know, I've had some good, I had some good times in WWE and then it was like, it was cool at one point and then it wasn't. Yeah. And then it changed and I yeah. didn't want anything to do with it. When you got yeah. into WWE and you were doing the Mae Young and there, I feel like there was always a lot of steam behind you and a lot of power yeah. behind you. Like seeing you as going to be one of the big stars from going on to NXT UK to, to being champion uh, for NXT UK. What was, when did things change? When I went from NXT to SmackDown, I was like, you know, I mean, my main goal in wrestling was to be on, you know, Raw or SmackDown, main roster, WWE TV. And then it just, I got there and figured it out pretty soon. I realized like, this is just not going to work out. And also I'm 26 and I want to have a really good time in this, in this job. I want to have a really good career and I, and I want to enjoy part Mm -hmm. of it. And I just wasn't enjoying it for so long. And I abruptly quit. I didn't even intend, I, I, I woke up that morning having no idea that I was going to quit by that Crazy. night. Yeah. I just uh, snapped out of the blue. And then all of a sudden I was on this 90 days. Yeah. And in, during that time, I, I wasn't expecting to have all this time off. I thought for sure I was going to just continue working there forever. Right. And then all of a sudden this 90 days hits me and I don't know what, I don't know if AEW would have me. I don't know what I'm going to do, but my first thought was probably Oh, maybe I'll go back to Japan. Yeah, because I I liked it out there. And yeah, yeah, for, yeah. And then, and I, you know, I was going back and forth for a while in my own head of, oh God, do I even want to do this anymore? Because I was so frustrated, as you can imagine. Like, it, you know, yeah, it can be frustrating, and really, uh, it got me pretty down. And then in that ninety days, it was just about figuring out like what's next. Yeah. And, I went back to Australia because I hadn't been home in two and a half years. Oh, and I, yeah. That's nice. It was good to go back. And I, yeah. I went back for a month and um, like reset. I feel like getting back to like your roots during a time like that, because it can be, um, you can start to feel really lost when you're not sure what you're doing. Yeah. The creative's not really what you thought it was going to be. This yeah. job that you thought was going to be <laughs> the thing that you love and really wanted to do just wasn't what you thought it was going to be. It can be a real mind. It's weird. I mean, I say it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Like people weren't telling me that it was going to be probably terrible for years. I heard that <laughs> of so many people. So many people yeah. were like, yeah, it's not, like a lot of people don't enjoy it at all. And it can be… It, some, like for some people, it just works out. And for yeah. others, it just makes them miserable. And I guess yeah. I just fell into that category. <laughs> I guess it just wasn't for me yeah. at that point. And thank God yeah. you realized it. You realized it pretty oh. early on. Like it's thank not like God. you hung out too long mm. to like really let it get super under your skin. It's cool that you jumped yeah. to that conclusion early on. I mean, let's face it. They're, they're just fire people left, right and center, like out of the blue. I'm probably, I could be fired next week. And then it's like, what's the point? Yep. It just yeah. felt very pointless yeah. in the end, to be honest. And it's been hard to convey that to people, especially to fans, especially to people that just aren't in this business and they'll never understand 
It's yeah. I must sound ridiculous to those people, but the well, reality I think for people of what to it's understand like that some, because yeah. yeah, when you don't really know, and I I know like it's a rough spot to be in because you the last thing anyone wants to do is like sound like they're bitter or they weren't yeah. handed the right cards and blah blah. blah. It's like it's but it's not that. There's exactly. more layers to it than that. I'm, yeah, I'm like not mad about the booking and rah, 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 and I'm like yeah. not. I don't care. I don't want to. I certainly don't want to bury WWE. I don't want to like say bad things about the place. I think for, I think I had a great time there for, yeah. the, for the most part. There were times I have a very great memories being there that I'll cherish forever. And I got to have some great matches. Like I got to, it made me who I am essentially. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I feel like I grew up Yeah, with them. I had a very unique relationship. How old were you in your side? Like 21? Um, I did that the first May Young Classic. I, I like, I worked with them then. And then I did the second one. Immediately following that NXT UK kind of started. Yeah. So I was from then on, more 2018, I was contracted. And then okay. it, eventually I worked my way up to um, going over to NXT. And, and yeah, you know, yeah, I do. I did a few American trips when I was still with NXT UK. And I got to do like the Royal Rumble and Survivor yeah. Series randomly. Yeah. And I got were to, those good yeah. experiences? Yeah. I mean, it, they were crazy. They were, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. it was like, I'm I'm lucky that I got to experience all of this. I got I got to work with some amazing coaches and like mm-hmm. I I'm not mad. I'm not I'm not like angry at WWE. I don't have anything against them and we just wasn't the fit. That like you they probably it to be. Uh, you know I, I you know they, I'm, they I'm sure they got bigger fish to fry <laughs> than me, you know what I mean? <laughs> like why do they care people get let go from that place constantly? People move around constantly. It doesn't yeah. matter if I'm there, but what matters is well I'm not having a very good time and I, why shouldn't I be having a good time? What was that day like that you decided? Because you said you woke up and it's not like you had it in your head. Hey, this isn't for me. I'm going to duck out of here today. What happened for you to go, I got to go have this conversation. Did you go to Vince or did you go to Johnny? Who did you talk to? Oh, it was a complicated ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> don't you, you just don't love those? Say. <laughs> you just love a good complicated ordeal. I love it. Um, I mean, I had uh, built up frustrations with the place for a very long time. Um, like a lot of people do. Not, you know, just like the next guy. Everyone seems to have, uh, you know, some kind of… a very of- insular world as well. Yeah. Where, And that's the other thing too that I think for other people to understand. It's like when you're in that bubble, you're in that bubble. And we're yeah. all on the same ship. We all understand what the sacrifices are. We understand what the day-to-day is like. And it's grueling I it's a lot like they don't give a shit so why should i yeah this isn't gonna work i know what's gonna happen here i'm just gonna be sent back to catering again it's just not gonna you know and, and like it's just not i'm not gonna succeed here i can just see it. i've like i know that i'm that is crazy th- i know though, they see me like- as i'm such a kid and i'm such a newbie and this that and the other but I, i'd like to think that i've been around wrestling long enough to know like what like, I just know what's right and what's wrong for me and what i like and what i don't like and i just didn't like well, it's it also the like Sort of the the edict that I'm hearing as well, too, of like, well, they really want very young talent. Yeah. And to have somebody like you who is young, but also has a ton of experience, it does seem a little crazy to me that that for for you to feel that way and, and for them to to not want to like really hold on to you. Yeah, I didn't I didn't feel that appreciated a lot. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like uh and I just felt like they didn't at times have very much respect for me. And and it just was, it totally, it, I feel like over time, they just kind of crushed my love for wrestling. It just wasn't yeah. even wrestling anymore. You're not even allowed to say wrestling. 
Like, you're not even allowed to, <laughs> yeah. you get given the group texts of like, you know, don't say professional wrestling in promos and this, that, and the other. And like, oh yeah. I understand, but like, whatever. But this, I don't know, over time, it just kind of, there's so much fuckery, you know? <laughs> yeah. So much bullshit, each to their own. Some people don't get that. Some people do. And yeah. I was just sick of it. I was just tired of, what am I doing this for? What, yeah. Do I, am, is, what am I trying to prove? To anyone, will anyone think any differently of me? Really? Do people really care where I go and do fake wrestling moves? Really? <laughs> do people really care that bad that I've got to be miserable day yeah. in, day out? Just because people go, oh, well, that was ungrateful and she shouldn't have done that and blah, blah. Well, oh, I was unhappy. And why yeah. should I be unhappy? What? Yeah. It's so that I can like do WrestleMania. Well, okay, well, that's, that's nice and everything, but I'm still going to be miserable the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still and Raw's just, gonna roll around or SmackDown's yeah, and, gonna roll and I, around. And- I thought, you know, I thought my whole purpose in life was to go to WWE, but then over time I realized I just, I'm, a, it's just pro wrestling that I love. It's not a company yeah. that I love. I just yeah. love pro wrestling, what it is. And Was it scary when you <laughs> felt like you didn't love wrestling anymore? It was terrifying. It was so sad. I it bet you so that, I mean, sad. I can imagine the like tears shed over, it's like <sighs> losing a love of, I mean, it is, it's losing the love of your life. Yeah, yeah. It was just uh, something that no I- No offense, Juice. <laughs> yeah. Love you, but. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, it was, you know, something that I once just enjoyed is now just, oh, it's a job. It's, I wasn't like psyched to go to work anymore. Yeah. Like I used to be. I was like that in NXT. I was like it. And quickly, it just I was like, this isn't going to work out because this is yeah pinnacle right here. And I'm already miserable. And I, quite frankly, I see other people and they're miserable as well. And I don't want to be like them. Yeah. I don't. Well, you no. have control over it to a degree. And luckily you were given that control I that you were given that release. a bit more control over my life because I felt like the, was none. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to explain because it's like you got to be and in, in, you got to be there to really know. 100%. Actually, no, I feels, but you would know. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. Oh, you I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Um, when, what was the feeling when they were like, okay, we are going to give you your um, release? Were you, um, what were, were you going through? It was, it was okay. To be honest, to be completely honest, people probably, I don't know, hate me for it, but I just wanted to just get them off me. It was like, I just, it, I wanted to get the stink off me. I just was done with it. I don't don't mean that in a bad way. You know what I mean? I just, not that I think, not, no, nothing bad to them. It was just like, I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. Like, I don't want, I I don't know. I went, I I guess, you know, if anyone asked, Tony Storm quit WWE because she went insane. (laughs) Did you feel like you were going insane during that? I was going insane. I hadn't eaten for days. I hadn't slept for days. I was, and like, I, I, it's not like I was drinking or going out partying and like, I, I was sober like this. I was yeah. like, oh my God, this has got to end. I'm just, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. then I'm, I'm looking at, okay, well, I'd never considered a life outside of WWE. I'd never even dreamed of what that would be like because my life was just be in WWE. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, that, and that's what it's been like since I was a 10-year-old girl and it's just been studying WWE, what what do I have to do to be good enough for them? What have what have I got to do to be there? What have I got to do to 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 be the number one person there? And it was just oh, and it was just exhausting. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, and you know what? If 
if my life is dependent on being WWE champion, then I'm a mark and that's just lame. <laughs> God, like not real. Well, listen, we don't, we don't have to like dwell God. on this too, too much. And this doesn't need to be like the bulk yeah. of what this interview is. No, no. Um, but what was, what was that final straw for you when you're like, I gotta go. I have to um, watch my release right now. I, uh, there was just, it was a very complicated day, but I just, uh, yeah, just all built up, pent up frustration. Um, like they're, they're, I'm not being funny, but it was like, they call you out like a paramedic. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like you're on call and like, like some, like I'm not an open heart surgeon, you know, mm-hmm. this is wrestling. Yeah. You don't need to like have full control over every second of my life. Yeah. Like, there just wasn't. And people think I, that I was just burnt out with the hard schedule. And it's like, no. It's not the hard schedule because, quite frankly, my indie schedule was ballistic. I never went home. Yeah. I never go home. I love, I'm chasing those busy days. You know, yeah. I'm chasing like working a lot and, and working really hard. I love that, but like, not like that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, for sure. Not, not when it's, you know. So, in that lull of you, not being with WWE, not sure what the future was holding. You're falling out of love with professional wrestling. Was it getting that phone call to to go to AEW that that was a thing that reignited your passion for what you do? Yeah, but I, I felt um, like weeks prior to that, during that 90 days, I mm-hmm. was kind of like, <laughs> like I was contacted to do um, Ring of Honor mm. um, for WrestleMania weekend. And that was before. Um, Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. Yeah. So, and, but like when I was contacted about that, I, w- I kind of got my, I was like, the, I, the thought of me wrestling again, I was like, oh, hey, like that. Yeah. I would like to do that. Yeah. Like, I got really excited again and I hadn't felt that in a while. I, I yeah. Yeah. Like something clicked. I was like, oh man, I, I do still love I do. I, of course I do. It's the best job in the world and it shouldn't be misery. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, that was that was something that I always felt when I was there as well. It's like, this should be the most fun job in the world. Yeah. And it becomes so micromanaged and focused on the minutia that you're like, I don't even know. Am I breathing properly? Like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Am I good at this at all? Like, I don't know what is happening. It can really just like, you feel like you're underwater. You're like, somebody yes. throw me a lifeline. Like, I don't know what I'm doing Everything anymore. you just said. Yeah, it's really it's resonated. It's, yeah. It can it's, be rough. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah. But I, this turn, this is going to be a thing. They're bitter. Blah 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 blah. blah. I'm, well, yeah, I'm not totally that. not bitter though. I'm so glad I experienced it. Yeah, and like, good for those that do well in that in that place. One hundred percent. Awesome. Like that's you know that's so good. And you but. know, it is. It's such a difference too because you know the people that thrive in W and and there's people that can thrive in WWE and they can also thrive outside of WWE. There's some people that like. That formula works for them. Yeah. And it's great. It's great. Um, how, like, how do you prefer, obviously you prefer to not work like that, but to now be able to be more in the driver's seat of what your matches are like, what your promos are like, to not have to wait for, you know, creative necessarily to come and say, hey, here's what you have. Here's your segment, blah, blah, blah. I guess I just, I'm one of those guys that prefers, like, I don't know, was I on the indies too long or something? And now I just like, <laughs> I got too used to having all, I don't, I don't know. I yeah. have no idea. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's that. I just, um, oh God, 
See, this is yeah. what I meant about like, it's hard to convey. I know. To, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, screw it. We'll move on to the next thing. AEW, <laughs> when you debuted, what was that day like? We started uh, to get into it and then we got into WWE was, things instead. Yeah, it was um, it was crazy and it totally, like, I've loved it so far. I'm like a pig in shit <laughs> in, in AEW. Girl, get that like, shit I just, me. I don't know. There's something about the place that I just, it, it, I fit, I feel like I fit right in. Yeah. That, that, I don't know. I, I just feel like… um. I'm going to do better there. Yeah. 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 Then 100%. I maybe I just didn't fit into… Maybe it wasn't WWE. It was just me. I mean, listen, there's the, there's <laughs> the, the, the square me. peg, round hole, trying to like… You try to make something work. And yeah. honestly, like I do applaud you for not continuing to do something just because you feel like this is a thing I'm supposed to be doing. And regardless of whether it's making me happy or not, because sometimes it takes people a longer time to realize that they're unhappy because you just feel like I shouldn't yeah. be ungrateful. I should be so happy for the things yeah. that I want and for the things that I have. And these are amazing opportunities and amazing experiences, yeah. but sometimes it's just not fucking for everybody. There's no point in me wasting their time. Yeah. You know, like yep. if I'm just not fitted for this, this company, then screw it. Yeah. We'll just… Then don't have me here. Give it to someone that's better. Yeah, of course. You know, whatever. I'll just go and do my thing somewhere else. And thank God I did because yeah. I feel like I'm doing better than ever. Yeah. And I feel so happy and so… Um, I love that. You know, I, I'm i really feeling like I'm maturing and I'm and this has been a really… This is just what I was supposed to do. Yeah. It was just… Um, it was… Yeah. You can't put a price tag on of having that freedom and just feeling like yourself. It's fucking weird when you don't feel like yourself. Weird. It's yeah. really rough. It's really, really rough. I feel rough. really good now. I, uh, I'm i just, I'm doing my thing and I'm, yeah. Hell I'm, yeah. I'm getting out of that funk <laughs> and yeah. I, I, I really feel like, um, yeah. You're where you're supposed to be. Yes. Doing what you're supposed yeah. to be doing. Yeah. Let's talk a little OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's get into the OnlyFans. Yes. Um, were you blown away with how this took off and just seeing the money rolling in and people want, I mean, people it's, want to see a little more. I, it's I, storm. I, people think that I quit to do OnlyFans, which wasn't the case because I didn't know that. I mean, I knew about it, but mm -hmm. I didn't know what it entailed, what it actually. Sure was how much money was to be made on it. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of fell into it. And I had some friends help me out. And thank God I quit and I did that. And I, I like, thank God, because this is Well, it created like, this instant buzz too, where people are like, oh. It's awesome. It's me? awesome. Like, to be honest, quitting was better for me, not just mentally, but financially. Yeah. It was, it's a way better thing. Because now, like, I can have my, my OnlyFans and that's all mine yeah and I'm in control of all of that um whereas you can't have that in WWE yeah which kind of sucks um yeah. and I have that and I can also do AEW and you know people thought I quit because I was burnt out but like no now I've got two jobs yeah. <laughs> how much work is it doing OnlyFans like what goes into that what's like so I mean my education on OnlyFans is like, okay, you, you subscribe to it, you get ex exclusive photos, blah, blah, blah. Great. But from your side of it, what does that look like for you on like the business side of your OnlyFans? Um, it's a lot of photo shoots. Yeah. It's um, content. Like I can't believe how much content you just go through because I post a picture every single day. So that's a lot of sets. 
<laughs> a lot of a lot of costumes, a lot of lingerie, a lot of swimsuits. That's oh a lot. Yeah, um, your drawers must be a shit show. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so like the whole house is just like <laughs> Victoria's Secret. <laughs> That's great. It's great. Um, but you know what? I have so much fun, and I'm like really channeling this creative side. Yeah. To, yeah. That um. I didn't have before. I I didn't know what it was like would really entail, but um, but I'm loving it. I get yeah. I get so creative. I I, I feel really, um, it's making me feel confident and stuff. And it's a great way for yeah. my fans to like get into my life and see, yeah, like you know who get to know me a little bit. Yeah, and they you know they can message me and interact with me, and I think it's a really good thing. And it's great for women that we get to have that one. 100% so good for Thank you to God be in the driver's seat and to make money off of it. And it's done on entirely your own terms. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I can imagine the confidence that comes from that and, I, like, and the creativity yeah, as well. Everything that I post is like completely up to me. And yeah. I love, I, yeah. What's the line? Do you have a line of what you, of where the, the line is drawn in the sand of what you will or will not do? So I, I mean, I don't do like, full frontal nudity. I don't do, like, people think, uh, I had someone think that I was just straight up doing porn on there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. not quite. <laughs> um, but I do like- Charge a lot yeah. more money for that, sure. <laughs> Got a little bit extra for that. Um, <laughs> um, but I do, I do some pretty risque photo shoots, like a lot of implied nudity yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, but I like, I try to keep it as classy as possible, Yeah, you know? And I feel beautiful doing it, to be honest. Good. I think it's a really empowering thing. I love um, that. I, yeah, I really have fun. That makes me really happy. I love that. And like I, get, I can feel that it yeah, makes you happy. Like it I, seems I, it like it's, yeah. yeah. Um, when you were putting this together, what were your conversations um, with, is, are you guys married? Or we're married. You, you yeah. are married. <laughs> it's funny, John and I were talking about that the other day. He's like, are they married yet? I'm like, I think so. Because there's stuff <laughs> that says Robinson on it. So I, after I quit WWE, like I went really quiet for a bit. And it was obviously a very, you know, a weird time. So we were kind of like, should we just get married? Like yeah. things are already kind of strange right now. So we should probably just get married. So we did. And like, you know, the office. How did you guys do it? Oh, you went to like the courthouse? Yeah. Yeah. We weren't, uh, we we were going to have like a big wedding and we then we made the guest list and went, oh my God, that's like, so much work. Oh my God. Let's just get married. I could not imagine. So John and I did something very similar when we were living in Vegas. We we're like, let's just do it. It was like two in the morning. We're like, let's just do it now. We did it in our backyard. We called a pastor off Yelp that could come yes. and do it. And we we're like, it cost us 500 bucks, including the tip. Done and done. Easy, easy. The best. So much better. I love that. Yeah. Those are the best because I just didn't want to do it. It's just with for you. Yeah. Yes. It's stressful. And then it's like, it's a really special moment just for you guys. Like, yes. Of course, in a perfect world, it would be nice to have our family there and yeah. all those nice things. Sure. But, but also, also like, like <laughs> <whole> life. <laughs> walking down the aisle to music in a costume is what I do for a living. And I do not oh, need no. my mother and like everyone around watching me do that. Did you guys shit. do like a first dance though? Did you guys have a little moment? Well, so What's we, like your song? Well, we, <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> well, we had the, we did it like 10 o'clock in the morning and we were like, we were giggling, you know, we, we, we were having a great time. It was just me and him. We don't even have to have witnesses in Florida, it turns out. Mm. So we just went down the, That's you know, nice. the county clerk and um, we left the marriage license in the car and, oh. you know, that was hilarious. And we were like queued up to get married. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hold on, we got to run to the car. <laughs> yeah. One sec. It was, you know, you go and like, I'm, you know, we're 
doing our vows next to a filing cabinet, you know. It's yeah. Romance. Totally, you know, romance. But then after <laughs> that, we we um we just hung out for the day in our house. Yeah, with our dog. And uh, we just had the best day ever because it was just us. I and love it's never that. just us. So when we get time alone, we're like, soak <sighs> it up. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, guys. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed the week. Enjoyed the best of the sessions. You guys can hear the full-length interviews um, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Just uh, download them, give them a listen, give them a like, a review. And if you want to see what you're hearing, head on over to my YouTube page. Just search Renee Paquette. It's all up there, and you can see us talking having this interview, having a hangout. It's all up on there. Um, And that's been like a really great, cool, growing community. So uh, I'm really enjoying the hangouts on the YouTube as well. So we can see you guys over there. And jump in the comment section, you know. Jump in, chime in, leave a comment. Uh, We like filtering through them all, reading about them. Maybe even like, I don't know, some constructive criticism if you had it. We're all ears. God, did I open up a can of worms by saying that? I don't know. Be nice. Be cool in there. This has been The Sessions.